Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. And I greet you in the name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My fascination with questions, particularly the questions that Jesus asked continues. Last week we observed that Mark 8 is loaded with questions that Jesus asked. Let's mention them again, at least most of them, and then we move on to the most life-impacting question for you and for me that's recorded right here in Mark 8. Jesus asked the following questions. He got to the life-changing two-part questions by verses 37 and 36. But a quick look at some of the questions that he asked earlier in this chapter. Why does this generation ask for a sign? It could well have been asked of 2023. People still looking at and looking for signs beyond and above what God has provided in his word. Verse 17, why are you talking about bread? Do you still not understand? Are your hearts so hardened? Verse 18, do you have eyes but fail to see, and ears but fail to hear? Another question in in verse 18, don't you remember? And he reminds them of miracles past, And he was saying, that's a pattern from which you can draw for today's need. And so, my friend, I encourage you to hear the questions of Jesus as you confront life circumstances that seem impossible. He's still the God of miracles. Interestingly, between his questions, Jesus performed miracles and said things that further point to his deity and to change lives. The life-changing questions and actions of our Lord Jesus are vibrant with life-changing power if you apply them, if I apply them. So may I ask you a question? If Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died for you, is there a good reason why you should not trust him right now? May the questions of Jesus provoke your heart today, today, leading you to repentance and faith. The question that formed the basis of our inquiry into Jesus's life and ministry came from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16. Well, today's reading brings us to Mark's account of the same two-part question. Verse 27 and 29 of Mark 
chapter 8, includes the following question. Who do people say I am? And then verse 29, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? Mark was writing down the same thing that Matthew wrote down. They both heard him ask those questions. Following Peter's divinely given response, which was back in Matthew 16, he then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the leaders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. I'm reading from Mark chapter 8. Verse 32 says, He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan, he said. You don't have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Following that, Mark provides us with a big two-part question for today. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forget his soul? Or what can a man or anyone give in exchange for their soul? That's the question Jesus asked as he rounds out this conversation with his disciples and the others who were looking on. Let's take a moment and think carefully about the question. If the sequence in Mark's account of this question is accurate, then Jesus asks that question just after announcing his death, predicting his death, and rebuking Peter for partnering with Satan and parroting Satan's question. Jesus wasn't accusing Peter of being Satan but he was saying it was Satan speaking through him, just like Satan spoke through the snake, the serpent in the garden, where Eve and Adam succumbed because they listened to his voice, his question, rather than the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. That earthly, temporal view that Peter had is impacting ministry today. Let me rephrase that and say it again. The temporary, the earthly, the material is impacting the church today the way it impacted Peter. And Jesus had to remind them that that's not why he came this time. He came to proclaim life everlasting and he commits to us the ministry of reconciliation, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This ministry of reconciliation is what I'm preaching, is what I'm called upon to do. Oh, I thank God for the churches and the groups that do great things, as Jesus did great things to help the poor, the weak, the sick, the dead. But his ministry his primary message remained the ministry of death, resurrection, and revolution. 
in the lives of people who believed in him. Verses 7 and 8 of Acts chapter 1 gives us a picture of what we ought to be about. You see in chapter 1 of Acts, the disciples asked him, after everything they'd seen and all his emphasis on the eternal, they still couldn't get it. Upon the day of his ascension, they were on the mount together and the disciples asked him again, Lord, has the time come for us, for you to restore the kingdom to Israel? You see, they thought he had missed the boat. They could only see the temporary. They could only see the material. They could only see the earthly. There are preachers and there are believers today who believe that our ministry is all about things and the changing of the world that you live in, whether it's America or Israel or Africa or South America. Jesus Christ says that this world is going to wax worse and worse. I am not committed to the ministry of making it easier to preach the gospel. I am not committed to the ministry of a revolution among the leaders of earth that will lead to peace between the nations. For my Jesus says it's not going to happen. But Jesus gives us the answer. After they asked the question in verse 6, he responded, It is not for you to know the times and the dates of the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you are to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that commission is still the same today, my friend. I am committed to the ministry of reconciliation with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, it is coming a day when he will restore the kingdom to Israel and he will restore the kingdoms of earth to Almighty God. But in the meantime, he's calling out of the Gentiles and Jews a people for his name, made clean through the blood of Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary. So let's consider the big question that Jesus is still asking. What is a short-term gain compared with the eternal loss? Last Tuesday, I watched with millions of basketball fans around the world as LeBron James toppled Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from his 39-year reign as professional basketball's highest-scoring player. I thought about that amazing achievement. I have more than congratulations for the new king of basketball points. With that comes a worldwide recognition, added endorsement benefits to a player who is already a billionaire, but like Kareem, the time is coming when one of the many talented young basketball players will topple LeBron from that top spot. I'm thinking of a song that includes the lines, the things of earth will dim and lose their value when we remember they're borrowed for a while. In my time on the planet earth, 
I've watched many amazing people and business enterprises and companies, even scientific discoveries, wither and die as other more effective businesses, ideas came on the scene. I think of retail stores that seemed like they could never die. Some of them, young people, they would have no idea what I'm talking about when I talk about Woolworths and W.T. Grant. Of course, there are hundreds of companies, both small and large, which have vanished in your own lifetime. It is of things and people who come on earth and then fold up their tents and are gone that Jesus was talking about. What good is it for someone to gain the entire world and yet forget their souls? Or what can a man give or a person give in exchange for their soul? My friend, my wife and I counted up in 2022 over a dozen people who are friends or family members who are no longer here. They're gone. What, my friend, are you willing to give in exchange for your soul? Oh, I'm afraid I'm out of time, but I want to pick this up next week. But in the meantime, in the meantime, let me ask you to make sure that you embrace Jesus while it is still possible. Till next week. This is all limitly saying that Jesus come into your life. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.